Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Val Cisco, dropping some knowledge about Anchor. Guys, have you ever wanted to record your own podcast? Don't you want millions and millions of people to listen to what you have to say, whether it's about Zeus, whether it's about sports, whether it's about everything that's going on in the world of quarantine? Guys, what are you waiting for? Download Anchor. Anchor basically is a one-stop shop for all your podcast needs. It has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Number two, it's free. Guys, it's free. There's not a lot of freebies out there, so grab this. And of course, Anchor will distribute your podcast so you can be heard from different places like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and many, many, many more. You can make money off your podcast too with minimum listenership. So right there, guys, like, listen, this is a no-brainer. Download Anchor. It's pretty fantastic. I love it. Hell, thank you, Anchor, for giving me the platform to speak about all the random things that I do. Uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So please, once again, download Anchor. You can download it off the Apple Play Store, the, the Google Store. I don't know if you guys have Blackberries out there still. Uh whatever is out there download it it's freaking phenomenal you guys won't regret it take care ciao scene one take one possible earthquake here at the statue of liberty looks like you should have left town a little bit earlier Stop. Well, hello again, and welcome to another great edition of Nothing to Watch, always brought to you by Sideshow Conversations. It's your host with the most, Mr. Interstellar himself, Val Cisco, and today I'm going to give you my reaction and my review and my thoughts and opinions on a movie that just dropped not too long ago on Netflix by way of Super Bowl commercial. And uh, right off the back, it's going to be The Cloverfield Paradox, the third installment of the Cloverfield franchise. And I have so many opinions about this movie. <laughs> Whether it be good or bad, they're all over the place. But um, yeah, it just dropped today, caught everybody by surprise, or at least the people who... Who are waiting for a date for it to be released they caught by surprise and yeah for anybody who's a Cloverfield fan and who's been loving the franchise since day one you probably just forgot about the Super Bowl and went straight into this bad boy but let's give a little bit of a backdrop on what this is exactly for people who don't know what Cloverfield is so the Cloverfield Paradox is a 2018 American science fiction horror film directed by Julius Ona and written by Oran Izul and Doug June, and produced by J.J. Abrams' Bad Robot Productions. So you know J.J. has his stamp of approval on this bad boy, and is the third installment of the Cloverfield franchise, and is distributed by Paramount Pictures. So, let's get into this right here. This movie has been um, in the works since 2012, and has went through so many names. <laughs> it's went through The God Particle, it's went through Cloverfield Station, Cloverfield Manor, so many different things. And um, I've been waiting for it for a long time. It's been very, very hush-hush. The only thing we knew about it was that it was going to be an interstellar adventure. Um, and I was scared for that because 
for the past couple of years, we've been getting those type of movies, you know, uh, like Life, Passengers. We've been getting a couple of movies that have to deal with time travel or space travel or intergalactic travel. So I was like, please don't, don't be a parody of those movies as well, too. Be your own thing. And um, so, yeah, came out today. Um, let me give you a little bit of synopsis of what it's about. In the near future, Earth is suffering from a global energy crisis. Well, doesn't sound the near future. It sounds like where we're at right now. Anyways, the collective space agencies of the world launch the Cloverfield Station to perfect the Shepard Particle Accelerator, a.k.a. the God Particle. And if, if it is successful, would provide an unlimited supply of energy to Earth. But would be far too dangerous to test on Earth. Some pundits arguing that this would create a time rift, a Cloverfield paradox, if you will, and open up portals to other dimensions. And you never know what could be let into Earth if those portals were opened. So right off the back, they're already talking about portals and things coming out of portals, which makes you believe, like, okay, what's going on here? Um, is this where the monster from Cloverfield 1 came from? And could that explain the aliens in Cloverfield Lane? Well, let's get into it a little bit. Um, for those of you who are thinking, does this have anything to do with Cloverfield? Yeah, 100% it does. Uh, it's, I want to say, a soft sequel. And it has more to do with Cloverfield than it has to do with, with Cloverfield Lane, in my opinion. There's some subtle references to Cloverfield Lane, but mostly it directs to the first movie. And I think people have been wanting that. People want a definitive connection, if you will. And it does give you that. Although, it's a little shaky. In my opinion, I have a hard time, and maybe that's just how the way the movie is, or or maybe I need to deep dive into another viewing and try to unlock the Easter eggs of this movie. But I, I don't get a sense of what time I'm in. I don't know if this is before the movie, after the movie, after the events of New York. We know the main characters are Anna and her husband. When you first see them, they're in Philadelphia, I believe, either Philadelphia or Pittsburgh. And it's hard to describe what's happening because all we're hearing is that, oh, all right, power failures and things like that are happening and they're shutting off the radio. So you don't really know what's happening. All you really know is that Earth has depleted all its resources and... Many countries are on the brink of war, and I don't remember that from any of these movies. I remember in Cloverfield, you know, a going away party, and that's really about it, and the Statue of Liberty's head getting thrown, and that's all. I remember in the viral marketing that we heard of a space station, and the things with Slusho and their company, but never about a nuclear war about to happen, nor in um, Cloverfield Lane. All I know is that there was an alien invasion, and we tried to use nuclear warfare, and just things didn't work out to our advantage, and that's why everybody went underground. So this was new to me, which, I don't know, just I was questioning a lot of things, trying to pinpoint where we are in the Cloverfield timeline, but I digress. And then we get a glimpse of what's going on for our main character, Anna, and her moral dilemma as well, too, with either staying with her husband and trying to live life after a tragic accident with her husband and try to build the pieces back together. Um, and you'll get into that story as well, too, or have a chance to go into space 
work on this particle accelerator and save humanity, you know, give that renewable unlimited energy to the entire Earth. That way there would be no war later on. So, you know, she's going through that dilemma and, you know, her husband's questioning her and her morals as well too. Why stay with me? Why why be happy with me when you can make the whole entire world happy by saving it? That's what I want you to do. I want you to be that person to save the world. So you see him very much pushing her to be that 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 hero, if you will. Then we get a little bit of a jump, I believe two years later, and we have her in space along with a crew. And it definitely resembles the movie Life, and it definitely resembles the first Alien movie as well, too. When, you know, they awake from their chamber, and they're eating, you know, crusty meals, space meals, and having a couple of laughs, and you get your generic characters, you know, your, your funny foreign guy, uh, actually, you get m multiple funny foreign guys. Uh, your 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 scientist who's stiff to the regimen, uh, your stern captain, and then the female protagonist as well too. It's it's a, it's a layout you've seen already in different movies. So don't go go clamoring for that that Oscar-winning performance. You're not really gonna get it in this movie. But there's some good spots and some actors you've seen already before. Like I said, I don't want to spoil it because you're like, oh, I know that guy from there, or I know that girl from there. Anyways. Right here is where we get the resemblance of different movies that we've seen that have to do with quantum physics or time travel or interstellar travel or parallel dimensions. You know, don't touch that. If you do that, this will happen. And questioning decisions if we try to do this. Is it logical? Is it moral? What can happen? And don't worry about it. What could happen? We're scientists. We should have all the answers. It's pretty much that movie there. But it runs a little fast, though. I feel like once we get into space, we really don't get fleshed out characters that we should. I feel like all of these characters should have some kind of backstory that you really want to grab into. And you don't get that. I feel like you just run right through it like, oh, hi, bye, I'm bad, I'm good, I'm a dick, I'm a comedian, ha ha ha. And that's really about it. And I feel like the movie suffered on that part because anytime something happens to these characters, not saying that anything will, but if anything were to happen to these characters, you don't feel attached to them whatsoever because they're expendable because you didn't get some time to really get to know them. But that's just my opinion. So you definitely get the sense of urgency here, especially with the two-year time lapse and no progression with the particle accelerator. Our characters are doing everything they can to try to get this to work, but with tensions rising in the space station with different countries, blaming each other for past occurrences as well too, you know, i.e. Germany, Russia, the United Kingdom, everybody's already had it, and everybody's losing hope, including the Earth. The Earth is as last bit of resources, and definitely the shit's about to hit the fan. It kind of resembles what's happening today with North Korea, you know, flexing their guns, America flexing their guns, and, you know, Russia flexing their guns, just waiting for one little wrong mistake to happen, and then nuclear holocaust. So, you definitely see the characters trying their best to really up the ante and get this to work, and you get the whole, we only have, like, two tries left. If not, that's it. Say la vie. But, you get that moment where it works, things are great, and not. But definitely from here on now, I'm going to stop the spoilers because 
for you, the audience, I want you to experience this movie how you see fit. Whether you agree on the direction it takes, it's totally up to you. But I would love to hear from you guys, whether you can reach out to me on comments on iTunes, Bumpers, or the Facebook page we have, Sideshow Conversations. I want to hear how you feel about this movie and what you interpret. But yeah, definitely it does play into alternate Earths, time travel, parallel universes, opening doors, and what happens if you open a door. Do you open it and go in, but something follows you? Do you close it, and hopefully nothing follows you while you close it? So it does ask those questions. Not too sure if it answers it. And if it does, it doesn't answer it in a healthy way. Um, you do definitely get some references to the first movie in a big way toward the end. So um, I would say just stick through it. It's a fast movie. It's a very fast-paced movie. To its own detriment, in my opinion, I feel that um, the movie could have slowed down a bit. We could have got some character development. I really want that. Um, maybe from the main character, we do. We get a little bit of backstory and what her motivations are, but it's very predictable. It's from every video game that you play that's in space or every alien ripoff movie as well, too. <laughs> you kind of get through those beats as well. Not to say this is an alien ripoff movie, because it's good. It stands on its own feet part of the franchise, but I definitely say that Cloverfield and Cloverfield Lane are way above this movie. Um, but watch it. Let me know how you feel about it. There's some parts that if I missed that you saw subtle references, certain um, Easter eggs like the little slush figure or subtle nods to Cloverfield Lane. Um, let me know. I want to hear from you guys. Anyway, if you want, you can reach me at uh, the Twitter, at Uncanny underscore V, Val Cisco on Instagram, and of course, here Sideshow Conversations on Bumpers, Podcast Republic, and iTunes. And also, if you want to reach me, um, I'm always with my boy, Jay Rance. We do the Kimura Chronicles uh, MMA podcast for the fans, by the fans as well, too, also on iTunes and Bumpers. And Elite Wrestling Audio, just for pro wrestlers only. If you want to get your pro wrestling fix, me and Jay Rance do that as well too. But I really want to hear from you guys about this movie. It's It dropped like a bomb. And was it a bomb though? Was it a failure? Was it a success? I still give it a mid-card, right in the middle. Um, there's certain things I really loved about the movie. Really interesting ideas. The same token though, I don't know where I'm at. I don't know where the timeline is. And that kind of hits me a little hard, and makes me judge it a little too much there. So, yeah, but at the same token, to throw a positive spin on this, it is a beautiful movie. The shots in space are great. The shot of Earth in space is just beautiful. The space station itself, although I feel that for such a gigantic space station, and does look glorious, it looks beautiful, I do feel that uh, I only see maybe four or five rooms in the whole space shuttle, um, maybe that's a director's choice or a budget choice, not too sure, but it is a beautiful movie. And although you do see where there are some parts where they could have spent more money on, you definitely get that, that, that giant, giant, giant satisfaction at the end where they put their effects into. So stay in tune for that at least. But it has enough for the core audience, the audience that came from, from Cloverfield 1 or Cloverfield Lane to be like, you know what? Cool. I like it. I like it a lot. I want to go into it. Um, 
Um, it's part of my franchise. It's part of my cult hits. Uh, for the newer audience that just stood home and just wanted to watch a new movie on Netflix, you may feel a little lost, and rightfully so. I understand that, as this movie has a lot that it throws at you. But hey, maybe it'll sway you into watching the first two movies, and you'll become a fan like I am as well, too. It definitely earns its spot in the um, Cloverfield franchise. I just feel like it borrows way too much from other movies we've seen already, and it goes in certain directions where you already know what's going to happen. But in all, decent movie. I appreciate it. I just, I'm not disappointed. It's just from the first two movies where there's so many twists and turns, this movie is pretty much straightforward. Um, although, maybe I missed something. Maybe... There's something that you guys can discover, and hopefully you can bring that to my attention. You know, hit me up. Twitter, Uncanny underscore V. Instagram, Val Cisco. Um, over here on Bumpers, leave a comment. Uh, Val Cisco, SciShow Conversations. On iTunes, leave a comment as well, too. Subscribe at SciShow Conversations or Podcast Republic. You know, let me know. Facebook, we have a page, a SciShow Conversations page, where you can... Voice your opinion. I want to hear from people. I want to want to get into what this movie means to that audience, especially to the ones who love Cloverfield and a newer audience as well too. Let me know. Anyway, guys, um, thank you again. I already said my credentials there, but if you want to hear me on other podcasts as well too, I'm with my boy Jay Rance, we both co-host the Kamara Chronicles, an MMA podcast by the fans for the fans on Podcast Republic, Bumpers, and of course iTunes. And Elite Wrestling Audio, where we talk about just wrestling, pro wrestling, that is. And you can find that as well, too. Podcast Republic, Bumpers, and iTunes. Anyway, guys, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Hopefully, um, this gave you a little bit of an inside look of what this movie is about. And um, I'm happy to hear your opinions. Anyway, get your mind out of gutter, but keep you on the side.